Welcome to Film to Screen. We're Katie and Astrid, and we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything we're currently obsessed with. Today, we're talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't have my Oogie, one of my Oogie brushes with me, but I have... I may have one. Oh, you may have one. Okay. Are you trying to find it? I'm going to take that as a yes. Found him. Oh, congrats. (laughs) One of many that you have, I know. Yes, it's my wishable one, but... Okay. So amazed I found that one, but... Well, you have it. And I guess now it's time to talk about the movie. So if you would like to take it away. So narration's... Like, there's, like, a little narration while we see trees with symbols for other holidays. <laughs> the tree with the, like, the pumpkin symbol for Halloween opens, and then we go into Halloween town. <laughs> Can I say something? What? I didn't realize that the town is actually called Halloween town until, like, recently and all i can think about is halloween town like the disney channel original movie the classic so clearly they stole that name from nightmare just saying okay after going into halloween town we are introduced to one of the many songs in this movie which is oddly called this is halloween so it goes over like the town and introduces the characters to us which is an easy way to know the characters by doing it through song but we see a character i wrote this but it's kind of fun saying it out loud now we see a character who is dressed up like a scarecrow jump into a fountain this is jack skellington or the pumpkin king as he's also known the character the characters talk about how well this last Halloween went we during the this is Halloween song we also see a character named Sally but and so we see she said kind of skipped over stuff we we see Sally's arm being taken a hold by like like the doctor I'm not a Frankenstein or whatever I don't know um Sally takes a string from that's attaching her limbs to her body, and which causes her arm to detach itself from her body. And her it's weird that her body is filled with leaves, but it makes sense because it's fall. Sally's arm continues to hit the doctor's head, which is kind of funny because it still has movement in it, even though it's not attached to. Her. The mayor is giving out awards to the citizens of Halloween Town, one being the vampire with the most blood drained in a sig- single evening, which I find quite f- funny. Jack st- starts to sneak away from everyone else. I did not write this well, but we see Jack going to a cemetery. Sally's also in the cemetery after getting away from the doctor. We head into 
the second song of the movie. So, which is basically Jack, like, expressing his feelings, how he doesn't really like being the Pumpkin King at the moment. We also see Jack's dog, Zero, which is one of the best characters of this movie. And, um, just coming in here real quick, uh, I know you probably know this already, but Zero's nose is actually, like, a little jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. For years, I just thought it was an orange nose. Yeah. That's actually you know, like really... Rudolph. Inter- that's a really... Red-nosed inter- reindeer. Now it's Zero, yeah. the orange-nosed yeah. ghost dog. It's also really interesting, because you have to realize that this is a stop-motion movie. You mean that... Yeah, I don't know. How did they do that? Yeah. Well, Jack is singing, we we are shown a spiral mountain, which I would say is one of the more known images from the movie. Like, so Jack is, Sally is hearing Jack sing while she's also in the cemetery. Jack is going in, like goes into a forest that's like just beat. On the cemetery, I think. After Jack leaves, Sally expresses that she kind of understands how Jack is feeling because she heard him sing. We also see Sally pick some deadly nightshade, which kind of comes back a little bit. Returning to the doctor's base or house, he puts Sally's arm he reattaches Sally's arm on, onto her body. While Jack is walking in the forest, Zero is wanting to play catch. But Jack isn't in the mood to play, but still gives in. Removing one of his rib bones to play catch with Zero, which is kind of funny. We, all, we also then see the mayor go, going to Jack's house to talk about the plans for next Halloween. Which he... But Jack isn't home, which causes the mayor to worry. We then see that the mayor has two different sides sides of his face. So, like, two different faces, essentially, as I think is what they were trying to get at. Well, because, ma- like, if you think about politicians. Yeah, I think. on the fact that politi- politicians are two-faced. So, they present one side of them. Publicly also- and publicly whereas they also have a different side to them you know kind of like a gemini like me you know um you're definitely two-faced sometimes yeah well it's my zodiac sign so yeah um let's see the mayor falls down the stairs that lead up to jack's house the mayor is then informed that jack hasn't been home all night Jack comes upon the trees with the holiday symbols from the beginning. He sees all the symbols but gets most interested in the tree with the Christmas tree symbol. He opens the symbol, which is actually a door, but there seems to be nothing inside. Jack, Jack gets pulled into the door, which transports him to a different place. And this is Christmas Town. <laughs> Jeez, the way I said that. Wow, which, so original. You know. Um, which again leads into another song. 
And people have parodied this song in particular. Some, like in what way? Um, like what's this? Is like they replaced this with the F word. Like, I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny. Jack get so it leads into another song. (laughs) Jack gets interested in the whole idea of Christmas, and the the mayor is telling why did i cut it off like that but the mayors are telling the mayor is telling the citizens of halloween town about how jack hadn't been home all night and he does he's worried about where he is one of the best parts about this particular scene is that so the mayor is saying like oh it's 365 days until next halloween and then another another citizens like 364 and people have actually used this particularly on november 1st because that would be the day that this happens after jack returns to halloween town he calls a town meeting in which he he describes like what christmas town is and what was there even though the citizens of halloween town don't really seem impressed by it he's still able to kind of draw them in even making some key things about christmas seem scary because they're halloween towns so they're supposed to be scary and spooky and stuff so yeah it's it's like kind of funny how they he makes christmas seem scary whereas Uh most people would think that halloween is the more scary holiday because you know you know like how allison says in hocus pocus you know, Halloween happens to fall on All Hallows' Eve, where mm-hmm. basically, like, the door between realms is very thin. And that's why spirits can get out so easily around the Halloween season. Yeah. I don't know why I ripped off on that. But, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny how, you know, he's like, oh, my gosh, Christmas is so scary. This would be perfect for us, where it's like, no, Christmas is about, it's a jolly old time, you know, and all that. Yeah. Jack then kind of announces that they were going to take over Christmas, and he starts assigning jobs to him, which I find so fun. Because it's like, the scary people trying to figure out what what this Christmas thing is. Yeah. Because they're like, what, what even is this? Like, although Jack explained it. Yeah. They're still very confused, obviously. I mean, because their whole life, they've just been Halloween. Like, dark colors. Yep. Like, black grays. Some mm. browns, maybe, but... Does it... But not bright green and red. And orange. No, no, orange is with them... I mean, white. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, orange. I was like, I was orange like, is kind of like Halloween. Yeah, I was like, uh... More than wrong. Christmas. Um... Jack specifically tasks the doctor because I don't want to. I'm just gonna say the doctor for the character because I am Doctor Finkelstein. I'm just gonna say the doctor. That's okay. I have hard like pronouncing things, but the Jack specifically tasks the doctor to make up some reindeer, which he explains that it should be easy. So I'm like, okay. Jack then tasks the Halloween Town's top trick or treaters to kidnap, kin- to kidnap 
Sandy Claus, which is Santa, and specifically says not to involve Oogie Boogie in it, which the top trick-or-treaters are kind of implied that they were like the henchmen kind of of Oogie Boogie. And these are Locke, Shock, and Barrel. I, I almost always know who Barrel is, but I'm like, who's Locke and Barrel who's Shock? Okay. I know Barrel is like the gray and black one, right? Uh, Barrel's the one with like, he's the shorter one and he typically has a lollipop and he has like the white mask. Yeah, yeah, the one I just explained. Okay, but who's Locke and Shock? I, I believe Locke is the red one that's kind of like more devil-y and then Shock's the other one. Now I want to look it up. I want to make sure. I believe so. Yeah, so Locke is like the devilly one. Yeah. Shock I was to figure that one. That's probably why. Is I like that. she's the girl, I yeah. assume. She she's more witchy. And then Beryl, like we said earlier, is the one with the white mask. That's very similar to Jack Skellington. Is he trying to like dress up as Jack Skellington? I don't know. Oh, and I just found this out. Uh Beryl was voiced by Danny Elfman, who provided the music for Nightmare. Yeah, and Shark was voiced by Sally. Yeah, who voices Locke? Is Locke just like... I don't know. Random? I don't know. But um, Jack also tasked Sally to make his Santa suit. But Sally's kind of hesitant to do this whole thing because she thinks it's like a bad idea and like... He's too wrapped up in every in this like idea because like essentially just hours or so after he went to Christmas time, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna take over this holiday too." Um. So I found out who voices Locke. Who? Uh, it is Paul Rubens. Do you know that actor? I think I. The name sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. Uh, he plays Pee Wee Herman. Yep. Okay. It's Pee Wee. I think I know. I, I was like, I looked it up too. I was like, I, but I'm like, because you never know. Some actors like the synonymous with like, oh, like a stage name kind of. He's like, that's their actual name. That particularly happens with some singers. Um, um he also voices Rex in Star Wars Rebels. Is that the purple mm-hmm. card? What? Who? I think I know Rex is, but I'm not sure. Think about it. Oh. Rex. He's from a Disney attraction. I love how we're getting completely off task here. It's fine. Eh? So? What? A Star Wars Disney attraction. Think about it. It's not a dinosaur. No. Not Rex like Toy Story. Because it's like attraction. <laughs> A Star Wars Disney attraction. I thought we were getting completely off topic here. I don't know, Katie. I have to fully watch Rebels at some point, but... Okay, but you've been on this attraction. Is it one that we... And he also shows up in Oga's Cantina in Bot 2. So it's like Galaxy's Edge. That's the yes, but the attraction is not in Galaxy's Edge. So that's 
The only other one Star Wars. <laughs> Correct. Why are you doing Do you trivia know on Star Wars? Don't you this? Okay, Rex. <laughs> Before it was C three PO driving the Star Tours oh, yeah. vehicle, it was Rex, and then Rex was moved to Batu in okay. Oga's Cantina, and he reprised his role in Star Wars Rebels as Rex. That's interesting. So, Locke is voiced by Paul Rubens, who plays Pee Wee Herman, and voices Rex. You sure you voice That's crazy. Huh? You sure you voice this, Rex? Yes. Probably should get back on the topic of Nightmare Before Christmas, but... I literally have it pulled up on the Google. Why are we getting off topic? Well, I just thought it was cool. You can continue. You got me going now. I'm like, oh, where is it? Um, so, instead of... <laughs> I'm so... The rest of this is going to be so fun. Um, Lock, Shock, and Barrel return not with Sandy Claus, which there I did see a Funko Pop figure and it says Sandy Claus on it instead of Santa Claus, which I find so fun. So they keep that through all the merch, I guess. They return not with Santa Claus, but with the Easter Bunny, which the Easter Bunny is extremely scared and shaking once he jumps out of the bag because he's like what are we doing i know i'm I? like especially because it's funny especially like i think the one character was like the accent so he's like bunny which i'm like okay that is actually cute but what but like i feel bad for the easter bunny he doesn't deserve yeah. this yeah like easter's like one of the it's supposed to be a cuter holiday like yeah because you I have mean, all the pastels and stuff i mean it's not Surrounded by cute stuff. Yeah. Because it's like Jesus's death. But, you know, the traditions around it are cute. No, yeah, like, kind of like the visuals of it are cute. And, like, more lighter in that yeah. way. Yeah. What I yeah. mean by that. It's springtime. That's why yeah. I love Easter, because it's springtime mainly. Also, it's close to your birthday. That's also true. <laughs> um, Jack gets upset with the three of them and sends them back, which they are eventually. They eventually bring back Sandy Claus, who is Jack is very surprised to see has hands, not claws, because I don't know why you would think he would have claw after crap claws. Like um, he thought Santa Claus had claws. Yeah, that's why I saw I mean, said Sandy Claus. I mean, he when he's in Christmas Town, he hears Santa Claus and thinks it's Sandy Claus because he thinks Claus because yeah. you know he's thinking Halloweenish, so like Claus. Yeah. So, yeah. Jack tells Lock, Chuck, and Bill to take Sandy Claus away and to make him comfortable while he's in Halloween Town, but they all. They don't obey by Jack's orders and actually take Sandy Claus to the evil Oogie Boogie instead. Which also I just realized, where in the time between Halloween and Christmas is this? Because it's about two months. So where is it? Like, also, yeah. Is it the middle of November or the end of November? The timing is like, interesting because like, 
I've, like, never thought of it before this. You know, because, like, the first time Jack goes to Christmas Town, it's all decorated already. No, um, no. I think it's, like, it's supposed to be implied that, like, it's all, like, Christmas Town's always like that because it's Christmas oh. Town. So it's, like, how Halloween Town would always be, like, how has Halloween decorations on, stuff like that. That makes sense. And I, Jack, Jack, I think, go ends up in Christmas Town no, on November 1st because that's when... Yes. That, November yeah. 1st, like, around there. So... Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's actually a tree with a turkey on it. So there's a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. town. And people and have always, like, brought up the idea of a sequel and Jack going to the different holidays. But apparently there's a book out that someone says that you can, they explore it a little bit. But also, hmm. I noticed this. There's one tree that we just slightly see in the beginning. I don't remember if it's in when there when Jack sees all of them but there's one tree that you can't see that you can only see in the beginning i'm like what holiday would that be because you have what does it look a, like a heart for val- valentine's day i think okay so valentine's day there's a valentine's day one which may not an i holiday? wonder what happens in that town holiday holiday but i don't know if i would really want to this is why i love disney plus is that you can go back and watch See, and watch any movie you like at any moment. That's true. Unless if it's like Avatar and they take it off the platform so that they Which can I mean, bring it I back mean, to like, re-release in the theaters. I mean, <laughs> but that was like smart of them to do. Is it back on Disney Plus? Or have I don't know, but... Back so there's an, e- there's an egg for Easter. Oh, Shamrock for St. Paddy's Day, I'm assuming? Yes, I don't know what And then you have a heart for valentine's day i have to go back and feel like it's a minute into the movie so it's easter then thanksgiving christmas halloween and then to like the left of easter is uh saint Paddy's, and then valentine's day but this one in between valentine's day and maybe that's new year's because that could be a firework maybe it's new year's because that'll be the only one that will be in because it seems like a Oh, they're no, like if it was in order, order. If if it was in order, uh the pumpkin would be in between uh the egg and uh turkey, but that may be New Year's. Mm. That's the only one I can think of. Cause they okay, do have maybe. stuff because like in front of the tree with the turkey, there's like a pillager hat. You have eggs in front of the Easter one, like I think a box of chocolates in front of front of the Valentine's Day one, but it could be fireworks. Maybe. Maybe fourth of July. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's one of those two. I've like never thought of it. Yeah, Uh, let us know what you think if you have an idea. But like, people have brought up the idea of like doing a sequel, and yeah, you brought up this book idea. Um, No, it's an actual book too. Yeah, I don't know why I said idea. It's an actual book. But Hocus Pocus also had a sequel as a book before the actual sequel came out. And so, you know, you know, we have the Disney Plus now. So, and they like to do their series, apparently. So, like, if they really wanted to do a sequel, they yeah, could do, they- like, a series of Jack going to the different towns. They could even do it, like, as shorts. You know, like, the I Am Groot shorts that came out in August? They could do yeah. it like that, where it's only, like, five to ten minutes. Of course, you would want, like, Henry Selleck's and Tim Burton's 
approval of it. Yeah, but Tim Burton recently said he was never going to work with um, Disney again. He retracted that statement. Really? Yes, he retracted it like the next day. That's always fun when you do that. But um, the citizens of Halloween Town start creating, I think, start creating um, toys for all the kids that are, that are going to get gifts from Jack. And some of them are like crushed, like rolled over stuff. And it's like, if there was people who are specifically Halloween related trying to make toys for kids and don't know how to, this is exactly what would it be. Which is always fun. It's like a Russian dolls and then we also see like Christmas Town getting ready for Christmas. Which I find like them doing that it's kinda shows like how like the differences between the two, but Sally's also producing Jack's hat, not Jack's hat, the red suit, which is the Santa suit for Jack, but with no hat. So Jack just takes Sandy's hat and uses it. But I'm trying to do my best right now. The doctor shows Jack the skeletal reindeers, which are like, okay. Um, and the, so the sleigh that was created is all filled up with the toys, like the creepy toys, and the skeletal reindeers are attached. But Sally tries to sabotage the evening by kind of fogging up the town. It is discovered that Jack's dog, Zero, actually has a glowing nose, exactly like Rudolph. Which is funny, it was actually a jack-o'-lantern. Um, Sally realizes that Sandy Claus is the only way to help Jack. Okay, I wrote this completely wrong, but let's go with it. It it sneaks sneaks into Ookie Boogie's lair to help him, but... So, Lock, Shock, and Bill... When Lock, Shock, and Bill took Sandy Claus to Ookie Boogie... This is kind of the first time we actually see Oogie Boogie in the entire movie, which is kind of interesting. But we see that Oogie Boogie has a motif with gambling or, like, playing cards and dice and stuff. And also, I think visually, this is probably one of my favorite parts. And Oogie Boogie sings a song, though, called Oogie Boogie Song, which I'm like, you could come up with a better title. <laughs> but honestly, the song is fire. I know, I know. It's so good. It's on my Halloween playlist. Yeah. It's great. And Oogie Boogie kind of, not tortures, but tortures Sandy Claus in his little lair. And Sally kind of, like, tries to, because, like, early in the movie, it's shown that Sally can detach her limbs from her body. So she kind of, uses one of her legs to try to seduce Oogie, which I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be a kid's movie, kind of for one, so they have or two obvious adult reference, kind of re- references that adults will get compared to, like, kids. But, so when Oogie 
is kind of intrigued by the <laughs> Sally's leg. And what, once he realizes that it's not actually attached to anyone, he realizes that he turns around to see Sally try to rescue Santa. And Jack is like trying to abbreviate this enough that I'm too, I can say it. But Jack's pretending to be Santa Claus and giving out gifts. But so one so one kid gets a shrunken head or another kid gets a duck with sharp teeth which then chase it. It's also so in which causes mayhem and terror from the houses that he visits, but also there's a one of the gifts is like a plush, but it's supposed to look like Mickey and what the kids have like Donald and Mickey pajamas on, which I find kind of funny as well. Like, so the normal humans, like, bring out, like, the military and stuff, it seems like. They're like, we gotta shoot this guy down. Because it's like, he's not Santa Claus, he's ruining Christmas. And they literally say that Christmas is canceled. Yeah. It's like, turn off all your lights, close your windows, make it seem like you're not home. Mm-hmm. And it's... Like, you can't blame Jack because he thinks he's doing good when, in fact, people are afraid of him. Yeah. So you really can't blame him. It's not his fault. I mean, he shouldn't have, like, tried to take over Christmas because it's not his holiday. Yes. But you can't totally blame him. Jack realizing that he's kind of made a major mistake by doing this. He, like, regains his, like, desire to be the Pumpkin King. Which, this is one part I find interesting. So, somehow, one, how does he get to the human world? For one. And two, how does he get back? This one makes more sense, but he gets back to Halloween Town through a cemetery, I think? But how does he get to the human world in the first place? I, so, when he's Sandy Claus now, he's yeah. not in Christmas Town. He's just in the human world. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought he would, like, goes back to Christmas Town. No, but he got, so Jack gets shot down by, gets shot down and he ends up landing in a cemetery, which is very yeah. convenient. He, like, lands on a statue. Yeah, and he's going to lay in there, like, like he got poked through. But, so he gets back to Halloween Town through the cemetery, I think, which makes sense because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the dead, Halloween. Yeah. Go- coincide together. But was, do, maybe he goes through the cemetery to get. Well, no, because he flies off from Halloween Town. Yeah. Maybe the graveyard's <laughs> just the shortcut. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, but. um. I- it's just weird. So J- Jack returns to Halloween Town to try and find Santa Claus to save Christmas for all the kids because he knows that's the best way to do this. And he figures out that, I don't know how he figures this out, but somehow he knows that Oogie Boogie has Santa, which 
this is an, also another fun detail. So there's a little bridge that heads over to like kind of where Lock, Shock, and Barrel live, I'm assuming. But there's like a little crevice, and that's how Jack gets down into Oogie Boogie Slayer, meaning that anyone can get into Oogie Boogie Slayer and Oogie Boogie can come out, which is interesting. But Jack manages to free Sally and Santa Claus, which the reveal of Jack being there is kind of fun because Oogie tries to like melt Santa Claus and Sally, whatever, but so it flips, so you can't see the one side they're on. But when it turns back, it's Jack. Yep. And Jack and Oogie have a final showdown. So I was, like, doing stuff for uh, social media. I was yeah. um, researching for a post. And I don't know if you know this, but what you know Dr. Finkelstein? Yeah. He was supposed to be... Oogie Boogie's real identity. Oh my. So there's like theories on how everyone in Halloween Town died and stuff, which is kind of mm-hmm, fun. Yeah. But so Jack manages to defeat Oogie, and Oogie's kind of revealed to be like a sack of bugs. Because Yum. so during. So, instead dur- of Dr. Finkelstein, because he was supposed to like rip off the sack costume and it's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's dr finkelstein instead it's bugs but tim burton didn't like that yeah. idea like, he hated it and he wanted them to be two separate characters yeah and it benefits for that yeah i think so too so one interesting detail about oogie boogie is that we kind of see two versions of oogie boogie like in coloring so during oogie boogie's song we can tell it's kind of like under a black light, like style, and Oogie Boogie's green. But in reality, Oogie Boogie's kind of like an orange potato sack color. So I find that kind of interesting. And like the sack full of bugs makes sense because he's kind of a potato sack. And I kind of say, Oogie Boogie's a sack of bugs, and I love that because <laughs> that's like my favorite character from the movie. And if Disney ever did an Oogie Boogie, Meet and greet, I would die, because I want that. It's like how you said if you ever could meet the Sanderson sisters at Disney, you would die. I literally would die. I worship them. (laughs) No, 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 no. I would perish, though, if I ever got to meet Thackeray Banks. Human or cat form. Doesn't matter. (laughs) But uh, huge crush on Thackeray Banks. By the way, do you know the person that voiced Thackeray Banks? In cat form is actually Max. Yep. And one of my friends sent me a video. And he reacted to one of my videos. And I was like, oh my god. I can't do this today. Oh my god. It's that great Banks. He literally. I was like, I can't do this today, guys. <laughs> he knows I exist. Okay. We don't. It's fine. It's, oh, it's fine. I will get a black cat one day, and he will be called Thackeray Banks. <laughs> you scolded us to not get a black cat. I literally I said you better not get a black cat and name it Thackeray Banks just to annoy you. Annoy me? Because I would not allow that. Also, you can never get an orange cat and name it Chewy. It's just not allowed. 
I would get a brown cat and name it Chewy. No, I want to get an orange cat named it Chewy off of the comics. Oh my gosh, what makes more sense? Because Whatever. I got boost right now from the movie Chewy I need from the comics. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I have a You're list of really cat names. You're really debating over cat names. Yeah, but um, I have a list of cat names. Sandy Claus. <laughs> the way I'm saying that is so fun. Um, scolds Jack for attempting to take over a holiday that isn't supposed to be his. And magically sets Christmas to be saved. Jack and Sally then return to Halloween Town as Santa Claus flies over and gives the citizens some Christmas magic, a.k.a. snow. Or... Another type of snow, soap, which is soap. It's, yeah, it's soap, but they, you know, put soap and snow together, snow in the front, soap at the bo- at the end, you get snow. That's what Disney yeah. uses at the parks. And, and I have been spotted. It. What? Some soap machines have been spotted. Oh my God, Christmas is here. Which... In a few days, there's going to be a giant Christmas tree. Literally. In a park. Literally, November 1st, I will be watching Christmas movies. I don't care. The way they're able to even change that so quickly, I'm like, it is. Kind you of guys are amazing they, for that. It's kind of crazy how they can go from Halloween and then to Christmas within a day. It is kind yeah, of crazy. all that night. Mm-hmm. Crazy. They have to kind of do that in like eight hours, too. So, Jack and Sally have a moment in the cemetery and realize that they are meant for each other, which that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Why am I laughing at myself? Oh, it's a happy ending. Yeah. So, I have a question. What? It's a very important question regarding this movie. What? And I feel like I know where you're, you what? probably know where I'm going. What? Is Nightmare Before Christmas? A Halloween or a Christmas movie. So, there's two ways I would... It's definitely a Halloween movie because, cause like, Halloween's, like, a very important part of the plot. But there's two ways I kind of define... I would say, to, personally, I would define Christmas movies is that... Actual Christmas movies is that the movie wouldn't be that movie if you take away the Christmas element of the movie. So... I would also consider that Nightmare is a Christmas movie because one, you have Nightmare Before the word Christmas in the title of the movie. And two, like, the movie wouldn't be the same movie if you do, like, the Nightmare Before Easter or something. Like, <laughs> Christmas, it's an integral Imagine. part to the plot, so it is a Christmas movie. But the other way I defined a Christmas movie is... This is a very popular choice that people think is a Christmas movie. Die Hard. I would say that's not a Christmas movie. It is not. For one, for kind of like the opposite reasons that you can have the, like, you can still have the movie Die Hard being Die Hard, like the whole plot of the movie. Like, just set it during like, let's just say Thanksgiving or something or 4th of July, like, yeah, it takes place during Christmas, but Chris- Christmas isn't an integral part of the movie. That's just the time of the time of the year that's set it. Like, 
you can have Die Hard still being Die Hard at any point of the year. Yeah. Like, it could be during any office party. No, yeah, like, you can have and it, it would be Fourth the of July. Exact same. Like, yeah, it's le- just the same movie. Because, like, the actual plot of the movie is people trying to break into the vault and, like, that stuff. It's like, it, like Christmas is just in there because the the time of the year it is, but it it's not an integral part of the plot. So... Yeah, okay, so for my opinion, I say it's more, like, I watch it more during Halloween than Christmas. No, yeah, because the visuals are definitely more Halloween-y. Yeah, I mean, Christmas is a huge integral part of the movie and the plot, so obviously it is also a Christmas movie, because if you took the Christmas part away, it wouldn't be the movie, because the plot of the movie is that Jake... Jake, Jake from State Farm, Jack, (laughs) Jack, okay, Jack Skellington, he infiltrates the Christmas holiday, Mm -hmm. and so if you took that away, it wouldn't be the movie. I mean, you could do a different holiday, but it wouldn't be the same. So, would it be the same movie if you do The Nightmare Before Thanksgiving? No. Or The Nightmare Before Valentine's Day? Thanksgiving. Yeah, or like no, it wouldn't be before like, Saint Patty's Day. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. So, I think it's both a Halloween and Christmas movie. Although I watch it more during the Halloween season yeah. than the holiday season. And Henry Selleck, the director, and yes, Tim Burton did not direct this. Although apparently most of, most of society thinks he does. He. Did. I think that's because like it says Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I get that, Christmas. but it's his idea anyway. Yeah. So. Henry Selleck has said that he thinks it's both a Halloween and Christmas movie. This is recently, although in the past he has said it is a Halloween movie. But recently, like within the past couple months, he has said that it's both a Halloween and Christmas movie because it's like the perfect mashup of the two holidays. Mm-hmm. And Jack Skelling, the voice of Jack Skellington also agrees with that statement that it's both Halloween and Christmas movie. No, so, yeah, like, yeah. That's, like, I know there are some people that think it's a Christmas movie. That's just my take on it. It's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. That's for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree on that. And we we have particularly tried to fight someone on that. Our father, <laughs> dear. Whose favorite movie is actually Die Hard, which... He just why? says it's a Christmas movie to get on my nerves. I know that's. I think why he does he it does to get it. on my nerves too. Yeah. Like I almost, probably. I almost had it, because, I think that would be an interesting idea for an episode doing a movie that, isn't a Christmas movie but some considered a Christmas movie. So and I try, I almost had a debate, on one and it's, like a, de- so like, I said what movie I gave an idea for you us to do, and it's like. Oh, like, isn't Home Alone not a Christmas movie? It's like, it's more for Christmas. Cause I, so I looked up movies that are considered, like, a Christmas movie, but some don't. Some consider a Christmas movie, but some don't. Particularly, IMDb has The Godfather as a Christmas movie. I've never seen The I've Godfather never actually seen Godfather, so I don't know how much that is. But I'm know. like, isn't that a mob movie? 
That's what I thought. I didn't realize no. it was a. I Christmas do want to see. Movie. I do want to watch The Godfather at some point. That's. Those are so, some filmographies that I have to see the movie movies for. Just to and say like, that you've seen them. No, yeah, and I just want to like know like, kind of like mm. how because like The Godfather is like like a very important movie in film. So, yeah. Oh, I don't we know. Get if very I'll off see track. It. The only the only Godfather part I know is from Zootopia. And I saw Zootopia with someone, and they screamed when that part came up. And guess what? It's still the father. <laughs> yes. And he also screamed during the Breaking Bad reference. And I also, I actually got that one compared to Godfather, but yeah. I, I didn't even know there was a Breaking Bad reference until now. It's when they go into, like, the train cart at the, like, underground. It's like, uh-huh. Jesse are here, and it's like, oh, the two and he's like grow- from- It's implied that he's growing a dr- drug. Yeah. So you kind of have to get the reference. I mean, it's it like, is kind of like, like a drug. How do you? Yeah. Like in Zocho. It's not a drug, but it kind of is because it messes with the brains of the animals. So yeah, isn't like, that basically a That is literally a drug. In that, movie. that is literally a drug, right? If you look at the yeah. definition of a drug, you know, I don't know how we got onto drugs, but <laughs> that's what we're talking about right now. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Home Alone, I think, is a Christmas movie. It's a, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, I don't it, want to go into a tangent a lot about that. Right it's now, a Christmas yeah. movie. If you disagree, let us know. But I don't <laughs> think anyone will disagree that Home Alone is a Christmas yeah. movie. I think that's pretty. I, I think that most of society is on board with that. Like it's on TV. F- during Christmas. Yeah, it's mostly on... That's, like, one of the only times it's on, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, clearly, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, it's more synonymous with being a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do trivia or not? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. So, were the... Was the script or songs written first? Oh, Which shoot. One? I'm... Because you're asking this question, I feel like... You're trying to make it a trick question. And I'm going to say the songs because you would think that the script is written first, but I'm going to say that it was the songs. Yes. See, I'm thinking clearly. <laughs> so Henry Silk is the actual director of this movie, even though some people don't know that. And Henry Silk's latest movie and first since Coraline just came out, which is... Amazing. Um, but have you watched it yet? No, I ha- I kind of want to, but I had to find time to uh, to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, so Tim Burton couldn't be the director of this movie. But why couldn't he be the director? Like, what was the reason for him not being able oh. to be the director? Oh no. Um. Well, I'm gonna say like, I know this isn't the answer you're looking for, but I'm gonna say it's because of like scheduling conflicts which is the answer to everything so i feel like he was working on something else what other movie like came out it's most likely gonna relate to the next question too you know if i think about back in the early 90s like what movies was it edward scissorhands 
No, Edward Scissorhands was in 1990, I think. Oh, okay. So it was earlier. Yeah, it was a little bit earlier. Ooh, I don't know then, because that was um, my only guess. Yeah, I got that right. Um, but me going on Tim Burns IMDb and realizing there's a Beetlejuice too, apparently. I don't know if he's gonna be a part of it though. No, it says he is. Oh, like as an exec. But mm, um, so not directing, okay. and maybe a director too. Mm, we'll see. It's we'll see if it even like too. happens. Um, but so yes, it was scheduling conflicts because he, like I said, directing. No, yeah, you kind of guessed it, but he. Okay, I'm trying to figure this out. He couldn't direct the the Nightmare Before Christmas because he was directing a movie for a studio that's legitimately just across the street from Walt Disney. The Walt Disney Studios lot. I don't, I, I don't really know. Like... And that's Warner Brothers. So it's Batman. He couldn't uh... stand down to direct Batman Returns. And that's why he couldn't direct that. I forgot he did do those. Yeah. yeah okay. Sh- it's also funny because apparently he directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure which connects Locke to that yeah and connects to the disney attraction star tour <laughs> yeah that's so weird but um so he couldn't direct batman returns well he couldn't direct no he couldn't direct this one because of batman returns i yeah i okay. messed up no you're good i just wanted lot. to make sure sometimes i say stuff and i'm like i don't say it correct I'm like oh my god no, you're good there um, have been times where i have recorded audio for like a video and then i realized Right before I posted that I said yeah, something uh, wrong. I'm like, I hate myself. Now I have to go re-record and pull up all the equipment to do literally two seconds of recording. I'm about, yep. I'm done. No, I've had that happen so many times. It literally happened this past week. And I was like, I can't do this right now. So. Yes. So, um, so Danny, Danny Elfman pretty obviously did the music for this movie. Legend. He just performed at Coach. He just performed at Coachella like this past year, and I was no, watching yeah, his performance. And you sent me so the cool. video, but the funniest thing that happened was that I believe Danny Elfman was on the list of people to perform in the on, in the 2020 version of Coachella, but Ozzy got canceled. Mm, yeah. But it was funny because people were like, "Danny Elfman, like that Danny Elfman." Yes, that Danny like Elfman. that one. He's like. 68 and he is still thriving no yeah it's like a lot i think danny elfman he's one of the more recent composers but it's like it he's done scores where people may know the score but not know that it was danny elfman like he like this isn't Mm -hmm. gonna be a part of the question but like did like was like a composer for goodwill hunting and stuff it's like can do like many things, like many different genres and like many different things for like you can many types of movies. It's like if you can do that, you, I'm pretty sure you're good. So Tim Burton and Danny Elfman has have worked together on, I would say, many movies in some ways, and like has done many. Danny Elfman's done many other scores for many other movies. What, maybe try to name one other movie that they've 
that like Tim Burns directed and Danny Elfman did the music for. So, I have a guess. And what? I'm wondering if it was a movie that we just recently covered called Beetlejuice. Yes, but that's not the... Yeah, yeah you can name that, but another one I was thinking of was... Mazadax. Oh my god, not Mar... <laughs> At first when you did that noise, I thought you were like saying I was wrong. But then, you know, Mars no. Attacks, they make that sound. I can, I can, I can do that, and then our father can would reply back with that. I'm like, oh no, my gosh. stop it! No, oh straight God. up, straight Those up. Those aliens creep me out. I know they're creepy, but they're so funny. But they also, are really funny. It's a funny movie if you haven't watched yeah, it. It's Mars so with Natalie Portman's in it. No, yeah, it's like her first performance or something. But also, like, I did not know this initially until like I watched it recently, but. Did the score for Men in Black. Oh. That's Danny Elfman. That's Danny Elfman, which is oh, that's cool. incredible. Now I have yeah. the Men in Black like music playing in my head. Yeah. And it's Spy Kids. Like, oh my that's god, my childhood. Classic. Not the classic Spy yes. Kids. Classic. So another this is kind of a quickie, I would say, but so Nightmare Before Christmas was actually nominated for an Oscar. For, obviously it would be for a technical category, but what mm -hmm. category do you think it would be? Technical I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying this is a trivia question, but I'm just like asking you what you would think it would be. Okay, so you said technical category. Yeah, Were there so any technical categories back then that aren't there today? No, I don't. Okay. I don't believe so. I would have to look into that, but it's like... Okay. Um, technical thing, the Oscars. See, now I gotta go back, like, six months ago to the Oscars. Think about it. Technical, I doubt it's cinematography. No. Okay. Um, I doubt it's, like, sound. Yeah, no. No, okay. You were quiet there for a second. I was like, oh, no, yeah, I was I like, right? Something. Um... I don't think it's going to be costume or hair. No, yeah, that that act, I think you have to be, like... An actual human. Yeah. And not... Because makeup and hair are also, is also, like, VFX makeup like mm. that, too. Yeah. Um, not just, like, normal makeup. Oh, technical. I'm forgetting all the technical ones. Oh, I don't know. Just tell me. Visual effects. Yeah, I would not have gotten that. Yeah. And obviously, it was never gonna win that one. No what was what it, it was up against? up against. What was it up against? So the movie came out in 1993. Yeah. What? Like one of the, a movie that I would say, if you were to do a watch filmography from this director, you would absolutely need to see it. Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. 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 It still it's holds up to today. No. Yeah. That's what's so. That's what's so crazy about that. Yeah, because I'm happy that they didn't go with, oh, let's use computers. And they, like... I think some of it was, but most of... It is of, some. They had to do it to enhance it and stuff, but it's like... Yes, but it wasn't, like, fully as it no, is yeah, today. No, yeah, like, where they could use practical, they use practical. And like, I appreciate I, it because I it holds it. up to today, even 30 no, years, yeah. almost 30 years later. Yeah, it's turning... It's weird 30 next year. Yeah, because I want to do it next year for the anniversary. Also, it's literally, 
the day we're recording this is the 20th yeah. anniversary that Nightmare Before Christmas released. Yeah. I literally funny. woke up today knowing we were going to record this and I saw on Twitter that it was the 29th anniversary. I'm like, how fitting. Yeah. So it was released right before Halloween. Yeah. And kind of, so I, I'm not, did we mention this in um a Hocus Pocus? But I think we did. Just to reiterate if no, someone yeah, hasn't if they didn't listen, listen to, to it. Hocus Pocus, but because I, you said this, so the initial reason why Hocus Pocus didn't, because it was a theatrical release, right? Yes. So the initial reason why Hocus Pocus did not do well when it was originally released is that this would make absolutely no sense when you tell someone, but Hocus Pocus was released in the summer, not during and the. Not- Halloween season, so like end of September, October, like that, that, and because like they had a pick between are we gonna pick, are we gonna release Hocus Pocus or Nightmare Before Christmas in this, in this time spot? Because studios give theaters their the days they have set to release movies, so theaters can know and, and like anticipate. I think when more crowds are going to come and stuff. So they have these specific slots set and they had a slot for June and October. It's like, which one do we do? For, yeah. Which one gets put in this spot? So that's why you, if someone would look into like release dates, you would see like untitled Pixar movie, untitled Marvel movie, oh, untitled Paramount movie, untitled 20th century movie. Like they know they have, they have the release spots set and they can take it away if they need to, but they have that spot spot set for theaters and stuff. Yeah. <coughs> so it's not like Hocus Pocus was released at the end of summer when, like, horror movie. It's not yeah. a horror movie, but, like, when horror slash Halloween movies start to be released, it was literally in June. Like, the yeah. beginning of summer. It's like... So, yeah. But now it's a cult classic, so... No, yeah. Also, it's not like a... Yeah, because it's not like a horror movie. It's more of a kitty Halloween movie. It's like it's a family movie. Yeah. Rating? I would say 10 out of 10 because I absolutely love this movie. It's like one of your favorites. No, yeah, and it was fun. So, tie back to something that we did recently. There, Disney holds an event and it returned this year called Mickey's Not So Scary and one of the main things people try to do at the that event is you get the opportunity to meet Jack and Sally. So I I actually finally got the chance to do that. And it was so funny. So because I had my two little Jack and Sally figures with my Oogie Boogie figure and Jack was in the little outfit for Oogie Boogie and like they they were commenting on like it like it looked like, the people who were Jack and Sally that day were amazing, and I'm so happy I actually got to finally meet them, because, and I had little nightmare ears on. I was so happy. Yeah, so, no, those actors are so amazing. No, yeah, they know, they know what, like, oh. Because I, I met it. them at the beginning of September, and yeah. they were spectacular. I was talking with Sally, and she was amazing. No, yeah, and you mentioned that Sally tends to be, like, not as talkative because like yeah sally's not supposed to be as talkative but sally was talking during mine because they were commenting on my little little fig 
little plushes and stuff, and it was so cute. Yeah, they I probably love, love that. Because I'm like, I have many versions of you guys. And plus the evil sack dude. The sack dude. Because, <laughs> yes, I have my little oogie boogie. I know you love Oogie Boogie. He's like your favorite. I know. So another thing that they do at that party is like a. So tie it back to Hocus Pocus. <laughs> they have a little back like to the Hocus Pocus. <laughs> they have a stage show that features the Sanderson sisters, and they bring out villains and stuff. And I did not really know. I knew that kind of knew that that was a thing because you mentioned it, but I did not know who the villains and stuff. But so they read out ingredients for these villains. And when it was when it was said, oh, like uh, the shadow on the moon at night, I instantly knew who that was. And I'm like, it's Oogie Boogie. Oh, my gosh. Because I did not know that they had an Oogie Boogie costume. Yeah. I mean, like our first appearance of Oogie Boogie in Nightmare Before Christmas is his shadow on the moon. Yeah. So it makes sense. And we really that's the only thing we see of Oogie until like the end. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And um, it, it's in the green, black, like, kind of oogie It form. looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my rating, it's not my favorite movie. It's not like you. That's, <laughs> like, your love for Nightmare is, like, my love for Hocus Pocus. No, yeah. So, if I had to give a rating, I feel like this might be lower than what a lot of people would do. Sorry to say it. I think I'm going to do 6.5. No, yeah, that's, like, fine. Because like, I don't think I would put it at a 7, but I don't think I would put it at a 6. So we're yeah. going to do it smack dab right in the middle at yeah. 6.5. Just because. Yeah. So that was our episode on The Nightmare Before Christmas. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe and rate and review the podcast. It greatly helps us, and we would really appreciate it. So if you could take just a couple of minutes to do so, we would love you so much for that. You can find us on basically all social media platforms as Film to Screen. And until next time, see you at the movies. Or maybe we're heading to Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs>